0: Go call your sister. This is a
1: very special day because we are together in person. We are coming at you guys live from Nashville. Well, not live, pre-recorded, but still. basically live. Basically live because we are recording this in real time. It is yeah. Monday. We have been together since last Wednesday. We've yeah. had a jam-packed. Your couple girls days. have been working. Yeah, like our asses off. We have had no relaxation time. Um, Bird literally had to beg me the other day to let her take a an- nap. No, like, the other day, guys, <laughs> like, we'd gotten
0: home from a full day of working, we had a photo shoot, we were meeting with people, and Allie was like, okay, you ready, like, ready to start filming social content? And I was like, please, Allie, like,
1: <laughs> I just need a nap.
0: And I was like, it, "This. We're, I'm not in the right condition to work. Yeah,
1: but... We had a good weekend. Yeah, we had a good weekend. Um, mom I, and dad actually ended up coming up this weekend. Um, so we got to spend time together all as a family. When was here, and it was really great. We had a really good time. Yeah. And most importantly, we did our second ever
0: in-person Go Claire Sister podcast event in Nashville on Saturday, and it was so amazing. It was just such an incredible experience. First off, I want to thank all of our Nashville crew
1: for getting tickets and for coming It was just such a fun, successful day. Yeah, it was really cool. We did a breath work and meditation session led by Joanna from Music City Mindfulness. We had um, private shopping from Privy Nashville mom led us in a yoga flow. So it was just a really relaxing Saturday afternoon. Um, We had some amazing sponsors, Poppy, Roar, Symbiotica. Um, And it was really cool to just see the support that we got, um, not only from our Nashville community, but also the sponsors that were involved. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had some guys come, some some brothers, some some dads. (laughs) We were expanding from a sisterhood to a a
0: brotherhood. And it was just awesome. It's especially like meaningful because everyone who listens like each one of you, I want to jump out of your car or your headphones or wherever you're listening, and like hug you and thank you for listening. because It means so much to us. So just being able to connect with like a small community mm-hmm. is great, and we love you guys.
1: And it was really cool to see, like, of course, we had our friends here that we've known for a long time, but then also some new faces that had just recently discovered the podcast. Um, and it was so great to meet them as well. And yeah. it's it's really cool to see like how, how our community just meshes so well together. Like people that we've known forever, people that we just met, and we feel like an instant connection to mm-hmm. I just love that piece of it. Yeah. It was sweet. It was also a great way to kind of slow down our week of grinding. I got here Wednesday,
0: literally hit the ground running. And then yeah. having that time just to kind of like drop into my body and get back in my head was so nice. Mom and Joanna killed it. It was yeah. great. So here's to hopefully many more in-person events in the future because they are so special. We need to go elsewhere. We need yeah. to- expand Let we've done know. nashville we've done oxford sound off in the comments where do you guys want us to come because we'll come yeah we something come. about us is like like we will pull the fuck up like mm-hmm. if someone's like come here i'm coming like don't invite me to something unless you mean it it's like i'll be
1: on the plane oh, oh that's my least favorite quality when people are like oh let's like hang out soon or let's get coffee i'm like okay when like what time what day where do you want to go yeah people are like come visit i'm like okay do you have a ca- like a calendar
0: with open weekends <laughs> yeah. like what's the best time and they're like Haha. i'm like no seriously no really Yeah, Yeah,
1: but all that to say, I am going to need to do some R&R this week because I just have been high, strong, get shit done mode. Mm. I can feel the anxiety just like effects on my body. I'm just overstimulated. My nervous system is a little bit shot right now, but we'll get back. We'll we're going to take care of ourselves this week. I love the feeling of just like
0: hard work, hustle, get shit done, like bossing our way through life. However, I have a really big weekend coming up. You do. You do not have R&R ahead of you. No, I do not have R&R. So I'm going back to San Diego today. I'll get back really late um, Monday night. And then Thursday, I'm leaving for my birthday trip to Vegas. I'm turning 25 on Friday, March 1st. Quarter life. Quarter life crisis, OTW. And I'm really excited. However, I'm exhausted. So I told my roommates, I was like, guys, no one like plan anything for this week. Like I'm gonna be putting myself in a coma from Tuesday to oh, I guess Wednesday. <laughs> Two days, <laughs> sick. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah. big weekend coming up. Birthday,
1: hitting my mid twenties. Yeah, I'm excited. We um, yeah, we don't really have anything planned this week, but we are finally going to Miami on Sunday.
2: Thank oh, God. thank God! I you're mean, getting
1: to go to Miami. <laughs> this trip has been moved a million times and we're finally going. I'm like, of course, once the weather finally starts to get nice, it's a nice 70 degrees outside, we're going to Miami. I really needed this in January. It'll be nice. It'll It'll be be good. But um, the reason we're going is I have to meet with my accountant there and we're going to do that on the front end and just take care of business and then relax. Mm-hmm. So that'll be. Good. I'm excited for you to relax. Yeah, me too. I really yeah. need to relax. I I felt so high, strung lately. Like I know, so tight. I'm my scared. shoulders I would be scared to look at your stress level. My shoulders are days. up to
0: my earlobes. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> something about like being with Allie is like I. Like I work, but like we just work differently, and like I always know, that, like you know, you're handling stuff, so I can just kind of like you know go alongside with you. Because when I'm not with Allie, like with my friends, I'm the one who's like, this is what we're doing, like X, Y, Z, we're going here, and like you handle that. So I just feel like I kind of like go alongside <laughs> you. So you definitely planned a lot this weekend, and I also told my friends I said that like for my birthday trip the best gift they could give me is for me not to plan anything. Yeah. And for like people like us, that is
1: really truly a gift. Well, I'm working on this in therapy actively right now going tomorrow, but I need to figure out a way to work hard and hustle without it being stressful and anxiety inducing. Mm -hmm. Like how can I peacefully get shit done?
0: hmm you know yeah that's something I struggle with it, it is hard because it's like when you're in that go mode you're just kind of like I want to fit all of it in it's like I'm not always in the headspace to like be in go mode so when no. I am no I'm not like I'm just that kind of person y'all like I just I get shit done when I'm in that mindset so when I'm there I'm like I'm gonna get everything done and then I end up having like a panic attack.
1: That's why our work styles kind of conflict sometimes because I'm like, hey, this needs to be done, you know, by tonight. And then she's like, Well, I'm gonna get it done whenever I feel right and the moon is full and the wind is blowing. (laughs) And like, oh no, no, no. Get your ass on your computer right now. I'm like, I just don't have the energy flowing through me
0: right now. And Allie's like, then find it. (laughs) (laughs) Dig deep. Um, Yeah, it's also like I've never worked in a corporate setting or any kind of like structured job. So I've never been like I've never had to really be on like someone else's timeline. So I have to learn how to one like, you know, work with others, but
1: also (laughs) teach others how to work with me. I think that it's good that we do work together so much because we can teach each other Mm -hmm. and maybe we can get to like a really good 50, 50 balance because right now we're like opposite ends. So maybe Mm -hmm. we meet each other in the middle.
0: Yeah. Like I learned how to do a Google calendar
1: last week. Thank you. I know when we were doing the interview with Maddie, she was talking about how she didn't know what a dial in was when she first started working. And I was thinking of you in the calendar invite.
0: I don't know shit about what you corporate girlies do. Like Allie one time was like, Hey, can you send a Google invite? And I was like, what is that like i i don't know what that means and i really do think like they should have a course in college like senior year I'm like here's how to do like xyz like we don't know how to need to know how to do all this bullshit stuff like you
1: know random classes, but I do need to know how to make a, I guess, a Google invite. Yeah. It needs to be like work lingo and tasks that you should just know. So you don't look like a complete dumbass when you show up to your first day. Yeah. But you know, I'm really glad we had Sunday. We went to an awesome church service in Nashville, Church Mm -hmm. of the City, which was really great and just soul-filling for me. Yeah. And um, we went to brunch as a family. We went to the soccer game. Oh, yeah. Which was really fun. Nashville has a major league soccer team. Um, it's pretty new. Like it was years, awesome. And it's walkable from our house. So we mm-hmm. got to do that. And then we ended up playing like hours of sequence, which is a new game that we discovered during the snow, the snow week. Um, that was really fun, it was really fun, so it was nice to have a more chill day.
0: Yeah, it was so great just to be all together. We got to celebrate mom's birthday, we did a little early celebration of my birthday, and the game night was so much fun. I am like really grateful that we are sober as a family now because, like, our game nights used to turn so violent and vicious. Like, every time we played a game, someone would cry, someone would cuss, and like. We were still really aggressive last night without yeah. alcohol, so I would be, like, so <laughs> concerned to, like, look back on how we used to be. Seriously. Oh, the board would have been across
1: the room. Flip the table. But it's funny, because did you see how Mario was being more aggressive and competitive? Yeah, Mario is not an aggressive or competitive human being. Like, no. At,
0: in the slightest, and our family and that, like you know, two hour period, like rubbed off on him.
1: Well, he was talking about how after Christmas we played games and then he was like, I really don't like playing games with your family. It's just not fun. that's so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) That's so embarrassing. And then last night he's kept making like side comments and just like being super sassy. And I was like, where is this coming from? This is not who you are.
0: (laughs) It's learned behavior. It is learned behavior. That's honestly so embarrassing that people would say they don't like playing games with our family. But it
1: wasn't even a competitive game at Christmas. It was like, heads up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's I
0: was so, like, oh, damn. Roomie Cube, buckle up. Yeah, no. I tell people that all the time. Like, my family. Like, but when is isn't like this. Like, when's not competitive. When but is it is like that. Wynn is like, when we play
1: games, he was definitely shit-talking last night. Yeah, he was shit-talking. But, like, as, like, a human being, he's not competitive. Yeah.
0: Anyways, um, it was just, yeah, it was great to be all together. I feel like. Everyone got to meet Goldie. At, oh, yeah. Everyone <laughs> got to meet Goldie. So, let me just say this. Allie... Had a baby, she got Goldie, her little new puppy, and she really was kind of fronting that this dog was like the most calm. She's like, You know, Goldie's so sweet. She just lays in my lap, she just like licks my hands. She's so <laughs> gentle. Um, Goldie is definitely spunky. <laughs>
1: Funky girl. She is excited because yeah. there are more people than she's ever met in her entire life. She is, it was really cute. When I got to the airport on Wednesday,
0: Allie pulled up with Goldie in the car, and she was being like really cute. Yeah. But I think we like probably overstimulated her. Like
1: we're yeah. not a calming group. No, no, we don't inspire serenity. No, no.
0: Like Absolutely. we're like
1: jumping up and down and screaming. And, and yeah. I think Goldie mom, like, mom brought her like seventeen yeah. toys at once. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was nice and overwhelming. Yeah, um, but she's really cute. Like she's, she's really she's cute. Really, really cute. She is eleven weeks now. And we're counting down the days until she can go to puppy training school for a month. That's good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. We can't wait to send her away. Yeah, she's
1: really cute. She's got to go. <laughs> no, um, she definitely needs to learn some manners. Yeah, manners need to be worked on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we had a great weekend, and it is coming to an end, which is sad. I'm gonna have to take you to the airport this afternoon. Um, but I'll see you soon because we are planning a trip to California um, very soon. So yeah, but they're not moving. Don't get don't get scared, guys. Well. Here's the thing. Mario recently has become full-fledged vegan. as he says, vegan. Vegan. Yeah, the V's and the B's are confusing. Yeah. So now he's like, well, should we just move back to California? Oh my God. No,
0: (laughs) I I speak for everyone on the podcast and myself when I say, do not move again. Like, we cannot handle it. Ali's like, okay, like, let's record a moving episode. And then like two (laughs) weeks later, she's like, okay, like, I'm going to record another episode about moving back. I'm like, no, no, no. The next time you guys make a decision, it has to be so firm before you can talk about it on the podcast.
1: Well, that's why we're manifesting a month's stint in New York City this good. year. That's good for you guys. Yeah. You yeah. guys should be like
0: little nomadic travelers, like long-stay travelers. No, no, no. I
1: don't want to be a nomadic traveler. I want my home where all my things are, and I want to come back to it.
0: Okay. But long, long-term long travelers, that's what you guys are. Like yeah. you go somewhere for a couple weeks, and then you go back to your house, but you don't move there.
1: Maybe we just like vacation. Yeah. Maybe that's it.
0: Yeah. No, I remember when you guys moved to LA and you were were like going like Airbnb to like house to rental. I was like, oh shit, Allie's like not going to handle this. Yeah, I burned
1: out of that real quick. I'm not a nomadic travel girly for sure.
0: Well, yeah, great, great weekend slash week. Thank you for hosting me. It's been such a treat to be together and just get to spend this time together. We have a lot of fun, interesting surprises coming up soon that we've been working on.
1: And yeah, it was just a great week. Thanks yeah. for hosting me. Anytime. Anytime. I feel like you'll be back
0: very yeah, soon. Yeah, I love the guest room. I'm definitely going to be spending more time in Nashville, which I'm really excited about because my people are here, my best friend Libby, all the girls, and and my new
1: niece. So yeah, you got to come be an aunt. Yeah. Um. But anyway, also, I'm really glad we were able to record this episode together. I think this is one of my favorite episodes we've done. Yeah, we totally raw dog this episode with mm-hmm. Matt. Am I allowed to say raw dog? Is that okay?
0: Um, I don't know. I, okay. It's our podcast. Yeah. Okay. We raw it. So Maddie Theobald is one of our very favorite people. She's always been such an inspiration in my life. Her and Allie were Kappas together and went to Ole Miss together. And she's just someone that I've always looked up to. Like when I've gotten frustrated in my career path, I've been like, okay, Maddie can make it work. Like I'm going to fucking roll. And she's just the best. She's had such an amazing career. And we went to this interview with like no questions. We just were like, okay, Maddie feels like a sister. Like she has mm-hmm. sister energy. We knew that she could just kind of like roll with us. Yeah, And we just let the conversation naturally flow. This episode is so good for all of our girls out there who are either graduating soon, getting ready to look for a job, wanting to pivot and change career paths no matter how old you are. And I feel like there's so much to learn from this episode and from Maddie.
1: Yeah, Maddie has an incredibly inspiring career path. She's currently the director of social media and influencer at Makeup by Mario. She has worked at Conde Nast, Allure, Botox. Um, and what I love about this episode is because I think it's so easy to look at people like Maddie on Instagram or social media and think, there's no way I could do that or like, She has the best life for like, you know, thinking that it's so easy, but she actually goes into the parts that were really, really hard and all of the work that she had to put in to get to where she is. And I think people say like, oh, I put in the work. No, Maddie really fucking put in the work. Like, She is a hustler at heart through and through. And she's always been that way. She's
0: always been that way.
1: And I just think that it's so amazing to hear from people like her because people try to make things look so easy, and Maddie does not cover anything. She does not try to present things to be any other way than they are, which I really admire about her.
0: I remember being in high school and you telling me about all the things that Maddie was doing in college because she was just someone that I loved, like out of your group of friends. Like I love her energy. I felt like we had like a lot of similar personality traits, but like she would work her ass off, and it made me just realize, like, oh my gosh, like nothing easy. Nothing good comes easy and it all takes a lot of work. And that's been something that I've kind of kept my mentality through my life. And I feel like she's someone who I just, you know, love being around. And I feel yeah. so recharged after our conversation.
1: Yeah. And we've actually been getting a lot of people reaching out about career advice and, you know, what do I do when I graduate? And, Um, I think that this, when we were thinking about guests, you know, I think this episode is super timely because graduation is coming up soon. And also just a lot of people have pivoted careers post-COVID, you know, no matter how old you are. And I think that there's so much to take away from this interview. Definitely. So without further ado, we
0: are so excited to welcome one of our favorite people, Maddie Theobald, to go call your sister.
1: so happy to see you and talk to you. It's been so long and it's also like every time I, we do talk, I feel like no time has passed though.
2: Absolutely. I feel the same. I'm so happy to be on with the sisters. You guys have always been like so fun, bubbly, just like such great people to connect with. So I'm like super stoked to be on with you guys today.
1: Well, when we were thinking about people we wanted to talk to, you came Top of mind because you've just been like, I don't know, like we've known each other for so long since we were freshmen in college. And just like seeing the way that you've bloomed and just grown into, you know, everything that you're doing now, it's amazing. And I'm so proud of you. I oh, think,
2: I feel like it's definitely been long time coming. I think last year specifically too was just such a year of change for me in general. And I now finally feel like just being in New York again is for a new sense of energy, a new job. Um, I've moved around a bit. So I just definitely feel like it's been um, a long time to get here, but at the same time, I absolutely love like where I am at this point in my life. So thank you.
0: I love it. So I think Allie and I were talking about this before the episode. Just things we want to go over. There's so many things we could talk about with you. Like we could talk for three hours, but we have a lot of listeners who are, you know, either graduating college soon or in young adulthood and they're not really sure what to do with their life. Can you just give us a little background on like your journey to kind of where you've gotten today?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think this is like one of my favorite things. And I do this a lot. Like if people DM me on Instagram, it's a lot of like freshmen from Ole Miss or Mm -hmm. random colleges about just like career pathing. And my best piece of advice for them is, like, I always kind of just go through, like, how I got my start and how I utilize my resources at the University of Mississippi as well. Because you guys, as you guys know, being from Oxford, it's definitely a smaller town. Like... If you're trying to go to like a journalism school or you want to work in New York City or LA someday, like your first pick probably isn't Ole Miss right away. But I do think that was like what was the best thing that could have happened to me, having that more like community of a small school where I could really shine and create my own path. So a few things I did at Ole Miss where um, I worked like the Magazine Innovation Center, like mornings and nights, like unpaid just to kind of like see what I could get done and work in the magazine world because I knew I wanted to work at Connie Nass one day, which I did right after college, which I was so grateful. Obviously did all of the Kappa stuff with you guys, um, Rush Chair, just like being getting my hands in almost everything, even to the point where I would go down the square and kind of walk around and be like, hey, do you guys need like graphic design? So I redesigned all of Frock, which is still on the square. So going back last year for that LSU game and like seeing my logo and all of the logos in store was just so... Um honestly, it was emotional and also just like, wow, I can't believe I did that as like a junior, senior in college. You so- were always
1: involved in everything. And kind of yeah. backing up a little bit for yeah. people that aren't familiar with you, Maddie and I were in the same pledge class, Cap is an Ole Miss together. That's how we connected. That's how we got to know each other. Um, but yeah, I just remember
2: you always being involved with everything you could possibly mm-hmm. touch. Literally. Newspaper, yearbook. I worked at Rooster's, the bar, gave all the <laughs> really drinks. Sorry. But it was so, I feel like I almost, and what kind of propelled me to that, I think I had a conversation mm-hmm. with my mom. My, I was in the house, I remember being in Kappa, my junior year. And I was like, I want to move to New York and I want to work in magazines. And she was like, kind of like laughed me off like a little bit, like you're you're gonna you can do that, but like you need to pay for it. And I was just like, wait, what? You're not gonna help me. You know, like there was support there, but she was like, if that's your dream, like you need to like work to get the money to go and do that. And that's just what I did. I'll never forget she told me that I think my senior year I had eight jobs just so I could like literally move to New York. I was like Teen Vogue ambassador, kind of like you, Sarah Caroline. I feel like we very much had like a similar like attitude and path, like out of Ole Miss, mm. doing a lot of like mini influencer stuff and things like that. And I feel like that really propelled me to want to move to New York. I moved to New York with like eight thousand dollars, I think, in my bank account. I split a room with a campus sister. We had a studio. We literally had a curtain in between us, <laughs> uh, no wall. And you know what, we made it work. And after that, honestly, I was just like, this is where I belong, this is where I'm meant to be. And ever since then, um, I've been in New York City. So definitely crazy yeah. journey.
0: I think you're such an inspo for me as well, just because I don't know, like if this is right to say, but I don't miss, like, I just think that a lot of people follow like the same path. It's like, you know, either they're gonna graduate and like go do this or they're gonna move or get married. And I remember watching you when I was in high school still and being like, oh my gosh, you and Allie are similar, just like badass oh. working, like I can have any career I want, just work hard for it. And so that's something that I really admire about you guys because-
2: Aww. That's so nice. Thank you. Well, I love yeah. also watching you, I mean, same for Allie, like obviously such a powerhouse in college. I was just like, this, I feel like us three women, like in college, we definitely created our own past. And even you, Allie, starting your own thing now. And just you guys with the podcast and everything you guys have going, I feel like total, I totally feel the same way. And that's why I feel like at Ole Miss, I was able to shine in that way because everyone kind of did just do the same things. I kind of remember our senior year, Allie, I think everyone went to Cabo for like the last spring break. And I was like, well, I'm going to New York. I made myself my own like literal magazine, which was my resume. And I did informational interviews for anyone on the pod that doesn't know like what those are. You can basically go have just like, Cold calls with like recruiters or anyone. You're definitely not even graduated from school, but I came in kind of like, let them see my personality, my resume, my middleman magazine. And honestly, when everyone was in Cabo, yeah, that definitely sucked for me that I didn't get to do like that my last spring break, but I did have a job lined up after school where everyone else was kind of like, I don't really know what I want to do. Now I'm going to just figure it out. So I feel like, yeah, there's times I look back and I'm like, wow, like I do wish there could have been like more like going to Darties and stuff. But at the same time, I definitely feel Me doing what I needed to do in college to get here definitely propelled um, my career here in New York. So,
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And I think informational interviews are always my number one piece of advice to people that are looking for jobs after college. Because, I mean, even finding people on LinkedIn and, like, reaching out, just asking them to get a 15-minute coffee, like, even if it's virtual, I mean, you never know where those conversations will lead.
2: Yep. And honestly, that I say that a lot to the girls. And then anyone who's in college already too, I pretty much kind of just what I said, like what I did, I was like, you kind of have to make your own opportunities. I think that's something all three of us have really done where it's like, yeah, I remember there was like an intern. I think you did it, Ali. You did a really cool internship in college and you came out here um, and you worked for, was it, PR, a PR firm, right? Ellie? I did it. I was at Elle magazine. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And L. Oh, and I was like, oh my gosh, this girl's such a badass. And I feel like I even like looked into that program too. I don't even think I got in or got accepted, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to figure out my own thing. So I went online, I went to the boutiques in Oxford, I cold, cold, cold emailed, I got my role at BCBG out of um, as an internship one summer, and it was completely unpaid, but I was like, I don't even care, I just want to do this so bad because I want to work in this industry, so I think there are opportunities in your school you can look in within first, but if not, you can 100% create your own opportunity. Even now, freelancing is so big, I know you know that, Sierra Caroline, so mm-hmm. you can just be like, oh, I got reached out to you last week, someone wanted me to come do like content creation for Spanx, and I'm like, well, I have a full-time job, but honestly, I kind of want to do that just to be, like, on set with Spanx. That'd be so fun. So, like, yeah. even now still, I feel like I'm looking for those opportunities just to get more growth and more knowledge for myself. Yeah, and totally. More I, connections.
0: I tell people that all the time because I've started to get yeah. girls contacting me from Ole Miss, and they're like, what should I do for a job? And I'm like, oh, no.
1: <laughs> not here one. we go."
0: I have just had such a, you know, crazy path to where I am. But I was telling someone the other day, I was like, you know, what are your talents? And she was like, I'm really good at graphic design. And I was like, okay, there, like, automatically, that's a money making job, like reaching out to people, just going to businesses in your in your hometown. Like I remember I'd go to places in Oxford that didn't have good Instagrams. And I'd be like, can I run your Instagram for
2: like, like, wow, these girls.
0: Yeah. And so like having those skills, a lot of which came from Ole Miss, like I did a lot of graphic design classes and social media classes. You automatically have a money making job and you can live anywhere and do that remotely. Mm -hmm. So just think about ways to always have some sort of side hustle going on while you're trying to get to the point that you want to be at. And I think a big thing that a lot of people think is you need to graduate and automatically know what you want to do and have your dream job and work. But like, it's not that way. Like I graduated college and I was a barista. I remember thinking thinking like, this is embarrassing. Like I have a degree, like, why am I doing this? But to be real, like that period of my life taught me so much. And you don't have to get to that like dream job. It's so unrealistic. Like that's take that pressure off of yourself.
2: No, you know what? And that's so great that you say that because I also feel like my big piece of advice too and it's like I heard this from someone I think when I first started my career and they said your first job isn't going to be your last and just like that, it's like you're kind of in this – Base in your mind when you're young, and you're like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, even me going to Kanye Nast, like, I was a coordinator, which was like half like an executive assistant. And I was like, I'm not going to tell people I'm like assisting an executive. I'm so embarrassed. Like, if I wouldn't have done that, I wouldn't have worked at Allure. I wouldn't have worked at Botox and now working at Makeup by Mario. Like, you shouldn't be embarrassed. Like, there's truly a season for every point of your life. And like, like you said, like, that was a big learning point for you. And so it's not your last job. Now look at both of you guys. So I do think like there's a lot of pressure on people. Like, I don't really like what, even when people are even a little bit more advanced in their career, like, I hate that I'm a teacher now. It's never too late. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. get the side hustles to propel a resume and then you can make the pivot whenever you want. You're never too old to switch up a career or anything like that. So that's so I true. love that piece of advice. I think there are a lot of people that are listening to this that, you
1: know, they're not coming right after college. They're not, you know, getting their first job. People maybe have worked seven or eight years in a career that they hate. And like you said, it's not too late to pivot. It's not too late to start getting the experience, whether it's just like, You know, interning for someone or just kind of like an apprentice role under someone who has a career that you admire, just reaching out and having coffee Mm -hmm. with someone and just kind of learning more about what they do.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially I think, and this happened to me when I first moved to New York too, I was doing a lot of like more blogging and influencing before I got my roles. Um, And also just trying to get into like the New York scene of like um, where to go, who to talk to, just kind of thing. So I actually had two um, inter- people that worked for me were like interns. Of course, I couldn't pay them because I was like dirt poor. I think my first job out of school, literally, you guys, I made thirty five thousand dollars. So we were broke. Um, but I was definitely <laughs> in living like- in
0: New York. Wow, well, in
2: New York, I think that's literally poverty. If you want to look it up now, I'm like I couldn't like. <laughs> Things are bad. Um, but these, these <laughs> girls that were so ambitious, kind of like us, like, wanted to work, like, wanted to be in this scene and wanted to, like, be working in influencers and things. So I would send them to Fashion Week shows for me. They'd write blog posts for me completely for free. And the girl, actually, that um, was one of my interns after that, I got her a role at Glamour. She now works at CN Underscored. Um, and she's, like, doing exactly what I'm doing in social media. And honestly, like, it's so great to see people, like, who have really, like, just wanted to and inspired to be like kind of like your career path. Like thriving is the most rewarding thing for sure. Because mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. I think a big thing that I talked to you about is like they they want it, but they don't really want to put the extra work towards it. And it's <laughs> like yeah, you want everything you know to come as easily as it can, but like a lot of stuff, it does take work and and learning. I remember even in college, I did an internship with a PR firm because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and yeah. I it wasn't like. I realized that I didn't want to do that. So, even if you do something and it doesn't go the way you think, at least I learned, like, oh, this actually isn't what I want to do. I'm going to shift and figure out what it is that I actually truly want to be doing. So, every opportunity, like, nothing is wasted. And I even think it's cool. Like, I have friends my age who've worked for, you know, three or four years out of college now that are starting to do like online, you know, free classes and like getting online like credits and online degrees, I guess, for yeah. something that they're interested in pursuing. And it's like, you're never too old just to keep learning. Like there's always more to do.
2: Totally.
1: One thing that mom used to tell us when we were growing up was go for the no. And I feel like mm-hmm. you're this way too. Like the worst thing that could happen is someone's going to say no. Like you might as well just reach yeah. out, try something out, just go for the no. Like that's the worst thing. And I think also like not being fearful of the no and also like what people think. I feel 100%. like you have never cared what people thought about you. You knew what you wanted and you were going for it. And that is something I've always admired about you. And I mean, it's so important in every aspect of life, like your career, your relationships. Like it's just, it doesn't matter what
2: people think. It's just 100%. what you want and you've got to go for it. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that way. A lot of people ask me too, even um, just like in an older, my career, we talk a lot about confidence. And I think- one big thing for me when I was younger, too, like my mom and you, your mom, your, your mom's amazing. I love her. I wish she was my mom. <laughs> uh, hi for me. Um, but she put me in like dance or just small stuff that I thought was like younger. And I'm like, even when I talk to moms sometimes, like I have a lot of career advice, but moms who want to pivot or just different things, it's like, how can I get my kid to get ahead, too? Or how can I get my kid to be this kind of person? I think just when you're younger, too, and even now when you're developed, like, during COVID, I took a bunch of um, online classes, actually got my company to pay for them. I did one at Northwestern and Cornell and just like brand marketing. Cause like I kind of grew up in social media and that's what I wanted to do. But the more I was working in my role at Botox Cosmetic, I really needed to have that marketing background of like, what are the strengths and weaknesses of the brand? What are the points of differentiation? Like, I didn't know that cause I wasn't taught that at Ole Miss, you know? So like I've personally had to go out and like find one, the confidence to be like, Hey, I really don't know a lot about this marketing role here to use my resources to try and get my company one to pay for it, or also just like get that additional learning. I still had to work like eight hour days, but then after that I was in online school. So I feel like you just have to find those opportunities. And if you want it bad enough, you can really try to make it work for you. You know, whether it's it's tapping into your current network or doing a little online classes, like you said, Sarah Caroline, like honestly, like there's a way to pivot at any point in your life.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I want to talk about your career, but then you also mentioned this earlier, so I want to go into this. But when you moved to New York, your salary was $35,000. I think people are really scared to take that leap because it is hard, um, especially with entry level jobs that pay nothing. Like, how do you recommend making it work? Like, what were some things that were helpful to you at that time?
2: So definitely I... shared a room with a roommate that was like super fun too. And I didn't want to be alone, but in general, like I also, I now feel like if you are in a corporation where you are going to work, I think life's just changed so much with the work from home. A lot of these companies are offering like free coffee on Tuesdays, dinner, da da da. Like, you know, you come in, they give you free lunch money. I think we had Wednesday and Tuesday free lunch at my old job. So there's like more incentive. So I utilize a lot of that. And then in terms of like money or like going out making a living and just like saving, I had to be super diligent. Like it it was hard because when you're moving to a new city, you want to be out there and like get to know everyone. But at the same time, I just found a lot of like free activities or did a lot of stuff with my friends that was more like, it didn't involve a ton of like bottomless brunches. I mean, I did do that of course, but then I was like, you know, I can't be doing this every weekend. So for me, I think the, that was really hard. The money part was super hard, and like I said, my parents like didn't help me get here, so mm-hmm. I really had to be super diligent about budgeting, which I had no idea on how to do. I had to like look to a lot of coworkers. I think my first coworker at Conde Nast, he was like a lawyer at Conde. He actually helped me get my first credit card because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like he like put, helped me put together an analysis of like what card was best for me and it was just like so helpful i feel like don't be afraid also to ask for help when you are in those situations like it doesn't have to be money or career like finding those mentors in your life whether it is for any of those things like your parents as well it does help like if they ever got to a bad point of course my parents are like okay but at the same time there were so many people in my circle when i first went like that's why networking is so important so you can grab that free knowledge as much as you can. So that helped me a ton was like just the community and really like using my network to like help, whether it was money advice, career advice, etc. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like there's so much fear. Like I I've experienced yeah. this a lot when I told everyone I was going to move to Hawaii. People were like, that's insane. Like it's too expensive. You're not going to oh, make yeah. it like whatever. But like I think that you have to get away from that mindset of like just being so worried about money and knowing that it will work if you're willing to work for it. So I have friends even that have, you know, full-time jobs and still work like, you know, on the weekends they bartend or they work in a restaurant and there's always a way to make it work. But if you limit yourself with the belief of like, I can't do it, like, you know, it's too expensive. I'm not going to be able to save money. You're never going to end up going where you want to go. and. I talk mm-hmm. about that with people all the time because it's frustrating. It's like people it try to hold you back and scare you that you're going to be broke. But like, honestly, the times where I was probably the most broke in my early Thanks. 20s after graduating was really fun. Like yeah. there was obviously this kind of struggle, but like it was really fun.
2: I feel like, yeah, I, sp- I honestly feel like the struggle of it all too was kind of like something that's like, I also feel this way. It's like, if you are this ambition per- ambitious person and you're listening to this podcast and you're just like, I honestly, I think, you're not going to allow yourself to fail. And I've been talking to a lot of people. And I know Allie was like, you, like all of us just kind of starting our own thing and doing our own thing. It's like now that you're so invested in yourself, you're betting on yourself, how could you ever allow yourself to fail? And I just had a friend that launched a, her own brand, like her own consulting firm here in New York City. And she was like, we're like, are you nervous? All of that. She's like, of course, Sam. But at the same time, there's no better bet than to bet on myself. And I want this for myself so bad. Like if you're in a corporate career, you're like, okay, it's not really for me. I'll just hop to the next job. When it's you and it's your money and it's your time, you will pretty much refuse to fail. And that's the mentality that I feel like you need to have. You know,
1: So true. And I experienced that too with watching Wildflower. I was so scared because I had nothing to hide behind. Like it was just me and me alone and I could either Mm -hmm. make it work or not. And I was like, I'm sure as hell going to make it work. And it was just the first time that I didn't have anything to fall back on. Like it was just me and you have to trust your experience and all the time that you've put in before that to get you to this point where you are – capable of doing this and i think too like especially this younger generation that's coming up right now like they're so um they expect things to be so instant
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's just yeah. like there are going to be times in your career where your job sucks and you're doing things that you hate and you're working for personalities that are fucking hard to deal with 100%. and you just have to push through because i mean that's going to lead you to the next thing but yeah it's it's going to suck for a little bit but in the long term grand
2: scheme of things which is what your mindset you have to shift into it's going to be worth it. Yeah. hundred percent. I actually had like a really – when I was at Allure Magazine, like that was obviously dream job. I was so excited to get it. I had a really tough boss, like a really, really tough boss where I was just like – I've just never experienced anything like that. I've always had so many women that have just like been such like advocates of me and like propelled me further in my career and been such mentors. But I had someone who was like a little bit – it was hard for me. It was like hindering and it made me feel – you know, like did definitely make me second guess myself at points. But – I will tell you what right now, that instance, like you're saying Sarah Carolina or like even now, when you like struggled, I look back and I'm like, those are the things now I'm like, I just know I'll never do. That's not the type of boss I want to be. That's not the mentor. I want to be, mm-hmm. yeah, it fucking sucked. There was days I was like, wow, like I, I think I need therapy. Like I was just like, <laughs> it was bad. Um, but now looking back, I'm like, thank goodness because it made my skin so thick mm-hmm. that I'm like, wow, like I so... I'm so happy I grew through that. You know what I mean? It was tough for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, tell us about some of your roles that you've had since college because we haven't even mentioned it, but I mean, you've had amazing opportunities. So kind of walk us through that, that path.
2: Yeah. So my first one was in college. I did BCBG, unpaid internship, went out to LA, did social media. So that was kind of what got me, I feel like in the fashion, beauty realm, really wanted to do that. And then after that, um, just worked all through all Miss. I did like yearbook designs classes. Worked at the year worked at the magazine school. Um, I did. I went to Memphis every Friday. You guys probably still have the magazine. Your parents were like, read it, but at home in Memphis, Mid South. I would drive every Friday to Memphis and like design the whole magazine just so I could get the experience. And then right after school, I started at Condé Nast, which was like a dream job for me. Um, I've always wanted to work in magazines, so I was a digital coordinator there. Just kind of did a lot of different things for all the publications. So Condé Nast has um, Vogue, Allure, Glamour, Golf, Digest, um, GQ, um, Self. So we had a lot of really great publications. And I did like a bunch of like advertising for them. And also I was like an executive assistant at the time. So kind of like didn't want to do that at all. I was like, I don't even know what's going on. I remember I didn't know what a, um, a dial-in was like for a Zoom call. I literally had to ask my friend next to me. like what's a dial in? Mm -hmm. He's like, what do you mean? Like, do you not know like how to join a conference call? And I'm like, no, I just graduated college. I was like, so yeah. Anyway, that was like, you know, you just don't get taught those things. Yeah. Um, And then after that, being at Conde Nas, I actually found kind of like you did Sarah Caroline, where I was like, just trying to figure out like how I could now work for like a magazine and be in social media and like go around the square and do stuff like that. We had a digital entity at Conde So I made a whole Instagram for them. I would go around and anytime we did anything like the digital team, I would post, I would make the aesthetic of the grid. And honestly, thank goodness, because after that, I was known in Kanye Nast. And when the Allure role came up for a social media role, I was up against people who were working at like Hearst Magazine, Cosmopolitan, like all these different brands and like beauty roles that like they wanted me internally because they knew I could do the job. So then I started Allure. I was there for two and a half years. I did social media, and that was probably like my coolest, most fun job. I definitely really made pennies yet again, but I was <laughs> rewarded in the experience. I got to meet some really cool people, makeup artists who are still some of my best friends to this day. Um, and I got to meet like Jonathan Vanessa, Chris Appleton. I remember like who else came in, like Walk a Flock of Flame came in, like <laughs> Britney Snow. So, like it was just really cool in that. Um, I did all the social media for that. And then I was recruited to work at Botox Cosmetic. I remember, like, taking a call, and I was like, I don't really care. But I started to become so interested in skincare. So I was like, wait, is this, like, do I want to be a derm? I was kind of, like, pivoting myself, you know? And then when the Botox roll came up, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I got, like, double the salary, double the bump. And I was like, well, I can't turn this down. Like, absolutely need to go. So went and I just left my job at Botox Cosmetic. I was there for four years, which was like – You amazing... Botox? Yes, that's free Botox. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that trim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Free Botox, free Juvederm. Then I oversaw Botox and Juvederm because I was doing a nice job on Botox. They wanted me to do Juvederm as well, which for those on the pod who don't know, that's like the filler. So mm-hmm. cheeks, lips, things like that. Um And I loved it. And I got a team there. That was my biggest opportunity when I became a a boss, like, quote, unquote, I got to mentor. I had my own girls. Um, We were all really close. And just even leaving, that was the hardest part because it's the people. And then this Makeup by Mario World just came up um, last November. So I'm about three months in – I saw it on LinkedIn. I wasn't really looking whatsoever. Um, but I knew I want to be back in beauty. I was getting that itch. I don't know, kind of how like, probably you starting your own thing. You're probably like, okay, it's like time to do my own thing now. Um, and I was reached out to via email cause they like saw me look at it on LinkedIn and, um, yeah. And then I applied and I got all the way to the final rounds and I was like, oh my God, am I going to like leave my job? Cause like I've just grown up at Botox, which is owned by Allergan for four years. I had this like big team. I had a big role there. Um, it felt really bittersweet, but I just knew it was like, you know, it was the time. Like I wanted to be back in beauty. I really wanted to do this. So um, yeah, just started makeup by Mario. I'm director of social and influencer here. So I now have a team of four under me. I'm hiring. So anyone on the pod who wants to apply, I'm hiring for a manager of influencer and coordinator of influencer for makeup by Mario. And honestly, it's just been this is like where I'm meant to be. I feel it so much in my bones. I'm obsessed to the point where I'm sleeping at night and I'm dreaming about what I'm going to do the next day in a healthy way. But I my definitely gosh. have had um, a really rewarding like way of getting here. And um, I'm just so excited that it's led me to this point at Makeup by Mario.
1: You know, when you see someone and like talk to them and you can tell that they're just living their authentic purpose and like doing what they're (laughs) supposed to be doing, I feel like that's you. I just see it in you. I'm like tearing up because I'm so proud of you in my eyes. Like
0: it's just, (laughs) it's such a like, you know, all the hard work and like, I know the hustle and like the Mm -hmm. grind and like, you see things on social media. I think this is what like my generation especially is so guilty of. It's like, you see like, you know, you doing this badass stuff. I'm like, you're like, oh yeah, Maddie, like she's doing this. But like, no one got to walk with you during all the show no. and like the grind and the hustle and the unpaid stuff and living with your roommate and having a curtain and so- yeah. Like
2: eight jobs in college. Yeah. Like Yeah. Like no one, you're so right. And I'm so glad you guys, it's, I feel like it doesn't bother me. People say like, oh, you're so lucky, but I will correct them and be like, "I'm I'm absolutely not lucky. Like I absolutely had to work my literal ass off here. And I feel like I've had relationships in the past, even I've had friends that- don't even sometimes won't value that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if you don't see all my best friends now, like know what it took to get here and like relationships too. It's like, if you're not here with the dream grinding with me and believing, like there's not a space for you in my my life at this point. Like I need advocates. I need friends that care and want to be on the same level. And as you get older, and I'm sure a lot of people that listen, like you've probably found like they're your people that were in your life for a reason, season, whatever that quote is too. And it's like now when you're in this career driven position and you really want to work on yourself and again, the next level, you want those people around you that you know, are in your corner for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I I think you definitely get better at weeding people out as you get older. I've kind of always been that way and maybe been too harsh on the weeding out. I've not. Uh, Bird's the opposite. She's like, everyone. Yeah. I'm like, everyone's (laughs) awesome. But I've learned it from Allie and like,
0: I think over time, because when I talk to people about business and career, I'm always like, you know, who, like, who are your best friends? And they're like, why like this isn't what I asked you about and I'm like because it's so important like so important. if I would have been around people who were like shitting on me all the time and like being like you're cringe you're embarrassing I would have like put myself in the smallest box and so I try to take from Allie and I like really serve the people I'm around and I think this move to San Diego was the biggest for me because I didn't really try to make a lot of friends because I was like I have my people you do believe in me and that's kind of all I need and like You know, friends will hold you back from so much potential. So as important as it is to have opportunities and, you know, internships, take a look at who you're
1: surrounding yourself with because they will kill you if you don't have the right people. And the same with romantic relationships too. Like you can't be with a partner who doesn't understand, you know, that you have to grind every day. I'm in a relationship now with someone who is an entrepreneur multiple times and it's just... You have to be with people that mm-hmm. inspire you and kind of show you the path. They need to hype you up.
0: I My last relationship I was in, I remember him always being like, it's just like, you know, you need to get off your phone. Like, it's just silly. I'm like, it's my fucking
2: job. I, I do like- this wow. for a living. I like- definitely, I think same as well. I've had relationships that I felt like there's even like talking about like getting promotion or like how much money I was making, like whatever it was, there was a sense that like, oh, like you don't deserve that. And I definitely feel like looking back now, I'm like, fuck you. Like I absolutely deserve this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what your complex is, but at the same time, like I've been out here like grinding, working my ass off to get here. And like, if you're not in my corner and you're, people who are supporting you aren't even in my corner. And if you're not hyping me up when I'm not around, like that's mm-hmm. not something I want in my life. And that's not what I want in a partner either. So even now being single, I definitely feel like that's definitely what I want to look for. I want to find someone who is just as ambitious as me. Cause like, you know, Allie, like people probably update in the past. Just like, aren't, they're probably just not like, I mean, your boyfriend now, I feel like so perfect for you. are such an like, entrepreneur as well. And it's like, I definitely want that. I don't need to kind of like make something work for me. I want it to already be like, wow, like you have your shit together. I have my shit together, but we can still like be successful on our own terms. So yeah. definitely in relationships as well, you want to make sure you look for that too. Like it's important. Yeah.
0: You want a cheerleader, you want a hype man and right. you want friends and relationships where when you're not in the room, they're throwing your name out there for opportunities. Great. That's something that mm-hmm. I value in my friends. It's like I'll get emails from people and they're like, hey, you know, I was in a meeting with Blaine, my best friend, and yeah. she told her to be perfect for this um, you know, brand deal. Are you interested? And I'm like, she didn't have to do that. Totally. And I wasn't even there. And so those are the people you want. They yeah. should be hyping you up and throwing your name out there. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
1: Um, well, I know you have a busy day ahead, so we're going to wrap it up. But before we get off, first of all, I'm obsessed with Makeup by Mario's eyebrow pencil. I just was using it before we hopped off. I I just love what he did. We worked with him um, at the home edit. Um, I think mm-hmm. we like redid his office at one point but his whole team was just so incredible to work with. Um, Mm -hmm. but I have to ask you, like, what are some of your favorite products that you're loving, whether it's makeup or like beauty treatments? I'm really into skincare as well. And I've been looking into like micro needling and things like that. So I want to hear all the things from you since you, you know, live it every
2: day. Readily. Um, that's such – I love that question. Um, one, I was already a big Makeup by Mario Gurley. Um, When I interviewed, I like, talked about the brush. There's a brush called the F4 brush. It's the only brush I use to, like, apply makeup. It's it's amazing, so everyone should get it. Um, it's for your foundation, for bronzer, cream, whatever it is. And then um, – so that's my favorite Makeup by Mario tool. My favorite product of his is the Ethereal Eyes Palette. I think we sell one, like, every six seconds. It's, like, pretty crazy. Wow. It's, like, this beautiful, like, glitter, but not, like, crazy glitter, which is, like, a nice sheen of, like – going out, but also like day-to-day. Um, so those are my favorites. And then in terms of skincare, when I did start working at makeup by Mario though, Mario comes in the office like three, four days a week. So I do get to see him a lot. Oh, I had to have like a full beat every day. Cause he just no <laughs> one says that, but I'm like I can't look wrecked. Like I need to be like Mario. <laughs> Billy. So my face like, freaked out because I was working from home a lot before and traveling out lay a lot for my old job. So I didn't wear any makeup. So coming into the office, my face just like freaked. I started doing bio peels, which is like a chemical peel, but it's not as physical one. It's like under the skin. And it really just overall like helped with like some of those like acne breakouts I was getting the flare-ups mm-hmm. or even any of the dark spots I had and I did two in like two weeks and you're supposed to do like four in like four weeks and I was like oh my god like my skin's amazing so I'm gonna start incorporating that bio peel it works from within so it's not like you're gonna be out and you're like peeling away so you guys should definitely check that out mm-hmm. I've that. never even heard of that yeah, yeah. it's so good oh, my gosh.
1: that is amazing
2: mm-hmm. I, I want to see y'all
1: I'm just so proud. I miss of you too. I'm and... actually going to be in New York in March, so we'll have to. Okay, okay well. I'm going to be there before Lindsay's wedding, and then right after, I'm going right back. <laughs> so okay,
2: cool. We'll I'll get uh, you both. I'll give you makeup by Mario, obviously too. Oh my God. Uh, I well you. Months, uh, my best
1: friend is moving
0: to New York, and our cousin Olivia is moving to New York. Okay. So I'm going to be there. A lot yeah. visiting.
2: We and you. Okay, well, I know I'll see you all very soon. So thank mm-hmm. you guys so much for having so me proud on. Proud of you. If you thank ever need
0: two hype woman cheerleaders, it's us. And you can call. Us, <laughs> like
1: I, the fact that I teared up listening to your story. Like yeah. we're always cheering you on from afar, and we're so proud. of It's you. really cool once you get to the point in your life where you've grown up since college. Like it's been ten years since totally. we. Uh, Little less. we're not that old. Um, but you know, it's, it's, you see people and it's like a full circle and it's just, it makes you so proud. Like even the people that you don't talk to every day, but you follow on social media and you're just like, I am just so, so proud. And it's just been so great to see your journey. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us and our listeners. And it's always
2: good to catch up with you. Oh, you guys too. You guys are like the bomb sisters. You guys have a going, I can't wait to see what you two do the rest of your life. Like Love you girls very much. And just thank you so much for all the support and love, like literally always for the past 10 plus years, whatever. <laughs> so thank you. Uh,
1: well, we love you, Maddie. And I we will you. see you soon, I'm sure.
2: Okay, you, Bye.